The podcast episode you're about to hear was recorded with Maggie Schwark, Associate Director of Licensing, prior to her retirement from the board. We still feel like the information is very pertinent and useful to nurse licensees and the public, so enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to Nursing Sound Reports, a podcast offered by the Iowa Board of Nursing. My name is Laura Hudson. I'm an Associate Director for the Board of Nursing, and I'll be your host. My guest today is Maggie Schwark. Maggie is the Associate Director of Licensing for the Board of Nursing, and I just want to welcome Maggie back. Hi, Maggie. Good morning. We are on the topic today of license renewal, endorsements, reactivations. So there's a lot we're going to pack into today's podcast episode. So Maggie, could you tell us this morning for those individuals who didn't hear your prior podcast, a little bit about your history as a nurse and your work for the board? Yes, I've been a nurse for for many years. And during my career, I've done hospital nursing, clinic nursing, long-term care. I've done quite a bit of nursing administration, supervisory work, worked at the um, community college in the nursing program, and I've been at the board for about four years, and I feel like this is a highlight of my career. I definitely believe in the mission of the board and feel privileged to be able to help carry out that mission. Thank you, Maggie. You have had a lot of experience in nursing that really has helped uh, guide you as you've helped rewrite policies and procedures in the board around the topic of licensure and other administrative rules. So we do appreciate your hard work and the way that you have helped licensure be much simpler for nurses who are trying to license in the state of Iowa. So that said, we are going to pack in a lot today about license renewal, endorsements, and uh, possible reactivations for those individuals who have let their license go inactive. So on the topic of renewal information, tell us about the timing of license renewal, the requirements of license renewal, and some of the things that a nurse can expect when they get to the renewal application. So when a nurse is first licensed, her licensure period will be two years plus how many months it gets her birth month. So it won't be a complete three years, usually. Like beyond that point, the renewal period would be every three years. It's that initial licensure period that might not quite be three years. Okay. So let's talk about their subsequent renewal periods. So in a three-year time period, what's going to happen? So the board recently started sending out 60 days prior to their a renewal date, which is always the 15th of their birth month. That reminder comes in the form of an email just stating that your license is due for renewal in 60 days and in hopes that that will help the licensee remember to do that in 60 days. Mm-hmm. Um, if they do not renew on time, then once the 15th of the birth month passes, on the 16th day they go in a late renewal period, and they have 30 days within that grace period to renew their license. If they don't renew it in that grace period, then their license will go inactive. Okay, so the renewal is up to 60 days prior to their license expiration date, they can renew. So 
obviously we suggest 30 to 60 days prior to, to renewal, get your license renewed, right? That's right. But there's a fee associated with that. And there's also continuing education that's associated with that. So can you share with the audience what that looks like? The fee for renewals for RNs and LPNs is $99. If they go into the late grace period, there's an additional $50. And that happens at 1201 on the 16th, right? That's if they right. have not renewed on the 15th, not their birthday in the birth month, but the 15th of their birth month is when their license expires. At 1201 on the 16th, they're going to be charged an extra $50, correct? That, that's right. And when they do their renewal, what are some of the things that they'll have to fill out? What are some of the things that are on the renewal application? The best way to renew an application is online, on our website, under IBON Online Services. That is the safest way. The, their information is the most secure. It is the quickest way to get the renewal application processed. It's actually immediate. And there's no concern about information being transferred from a paper form to our database. Mm -hmm. So that is what is preferred. So with renewals, there's a continuing education aspect. And with the three-year licensure period, or the initial two-year plus how many months it takes to get to that birth month, the licensee must complete 36 contact hours of continuing education. All the information related to continuing education is on our website in great detail, so I would encourage people to read through that so they know what kind of education they should be receiving and what is actually approved, considered nursing continuing education. Yes, and as a continuing education associate director, I will tell you there's another podcast episode about that specifically, so we don't have to go into detail here, correct? They'll check an attestation statement in the renewal application that says they've done their continuing education. That's right. So then how will they pay for their renewal once they're at the IBON online services? After they've been prompted through the application online at the end, then there'll be a page that comes up prompting them to make the fee payment. Mm -hmm. And that can be made by either a credit card or a debit card. So instantaneously, once they've gone through, they've answered their workforce questions and their make sure they give us their updated contact information on their renewal form, they pay their fee, and they hit submit. That's when their license is renewed. Just that simple. Yes. On an online application, right? On an online application. And at that point in time, they will receive an email notification that their license has been renewed. Is it instantaneous then when they go to IBON online services that their license has been renewed? Yes. Okay. They'll receive that email automatically. They'll receive the email automatically, but if somebody wants to go to the license system and do a verification at that point in time, would their license show as renewed? It would. Okay. Yes. That would be for registered nurses. And we have some registered nurses who are advanced practice nurses, Maggie. So what is different for the advanced practice nurses, when they re once they've renewed their RN license, they have one additional step. Is that right? They do. So the fee is different to start with. It's $81. And also we encourage the online renewal application for ARNPs. Their licensure period is tied to their RN license, whether it be an Iowa RN license or an RN license in another compact state. 
And so then once they've completed the online application and paid the fee, then they must submit their current certification, including the effective dates. They also, if they, comp- they prescribe opioids, then they must submit a minimum of two continuing education hours showing that. Okay. And that can be submitted to the email address a-R-N-P-R-E-N at iowa.gov. Or so, it could be faxed in okay. or mailed in by ground mail. So they can send their paperwork to the email address you just listed, or they could also fax it. What's the fax number they can send it to? The fax number is 515-281-4825. All right. I just want to make sure that we repeat that process then. So we have the RN renewal and for those individuals who are advanced practice nurses, they would also do their ARNP renewal at the same time. They are tied together. Yes, but they must do the RN renewal first. Okay. Our system won't allow them to do them together at the same time or the ARNP first. It must be the RN license renewal first. Okay. If it's an Iowa RN, if it's in another state, they must have a current renewal in that state before completing the ARNP. Okay, good point. Renewal. So they line up their RN and their ARNP renewals together. So an advanced practice nurse needs to be prepared for that. That's right. We have covered renewal. Is there anything else you can think of on renewals that sticks out? Things that you've seen while you work with the process of renewals, things that might hang up nurses as they're trying to get their renewals done and what might hold them up from having a renewal be processed. Is there anything you can think of? The main thing is that people sometimes forget that it's renewal time. Uh oh, they forget their renewals. They forget their renewals. I would say that'd be the number one thing. So, but there are tools out there for that. We have the nurses system, the national database, eNotify is out there. So let's talk about that a little bit. There isn't any reason for a nurse to be late on their license renewal, not when there's a tool out there that can send them reminders. Let's talk about that a little bit. What about nurses? Licensees can sign up with nurses, the national nurses database. Mm-hmm to receive reminders. That is a free service. They just go online to their website, complete the information, and the renewal reminder comes out 60 days in advance as well. And that's an email reminder. That is an email reminder. And Maggie, what is the website where they would sign up for eNotify? The web address is nurses, and that's spelled N-U-R-S-Y-S, All right. One good reminder for nurses to sign up for that email reminder. And it also actually gives reminders throughout the license period. They ask you questions like, have you moved? Has your address changed? Has your employment changed? Those kinds of things. And our system, the IBON Online Services, is a place where they can go and give that information to us periodically throughout the renewal term. They don't have to wait until license renewal to give us that. In fact, by law, they're supposed to give us their address within 30 days of moving, correct? Yes. But workforce, oftentimes what happens is they might switch a job and not tell us that until three years later. So it would be helpful to keep that updated as well. So periodic updating of information, workforce information, addresses, is they can do that throughout the renewal term. It doesn't have to be at renewal. Yes, and I would like to add that 
As far as verification of licensure, the wallet cards that were issued for many years are no longer issued. Mm -hmm. Uh, That did stop in July of 2019. And now all verification of licensure is done online for both licensees and employers. Mm -hmm. And it's on our website at nursing.iowa.gov, under the IBON online services tab. At the very top of that page, there's a link to license verification. Mm -hmm. The licensee or employer would click on that link, put in their license number, and all the information that previously was on the wallet card is there online, and it can be printed off. Okay, there's a print screen option there. That is current information. Correct. Before we used to have the wallet cards, they may or may not have been valid. So actually, the IBON online services verification is the most accurate and from updating information we have about a licensee's license status, right? That's right. Maggie, we're going to go on to licensure by endorsement. And just for our audience's purposes, we could go on for days talking about licensure. It's the, it's the number one thing we do for the Board of Nursing. And when you have over 60,000 nurses, it is the biggest process that we do in our office is our licensure process. So the license by endorsement, could you please describe the process of what happens when someone is endorsing for licensure in Iowa? Yes. Well, first, endorsement means that they already have a license in another state, and now they are applying for an additional license in Iowa. And they do that for many reasons. Some people need to obtain a license in Iowa for compact reasons, Mm -hmm. meaning that now Iowa is their primary state of residence, and so they must obtain an Iowa license. Okay. Or they may be working in telehealth or case management or travel nursing, and they live in another state, but they are caring for patients in Iowa. So right. then they need that Iowa license. That's a good point. So what are some of the qualifications for licensure in Iowa when someone has a license in another state? Well, qualifications are they must uh, have graduated from an approved RN or LPN nursing program. Okay. They must hold a similar license in another state. Board approval of an applicant with criminal history or record of prior disciplinary action must be obtained, regardless of the jurisdiction. And they must have passed the NCLEX examination as prescribed by the Iowa Board of Nursing. They have to have proof that they that they passed the NCLEX. This is not the exam applicant. This is an endorsement applicant. So they've already done the NCLEX, and they're just coming here to have their Iowa license. Is yes. that right? Okay, so where do they go to get their license by endorsement? Well, they first start with the online application for endorsement. They complete that application and pay the fee. Mm -hmm. Once they've done that, then there's an automatic notification to the person that will send them some information, Mm -hmm. which includes two fingerprint cards, a criminal history waiver form, and detailed instructions. So they've got their, they're going to get their forms and their instructions, and then what happens? 
Yes, and so they will follow the instructions and complete the cards and the waiver accurately and completely. If it's not done so, then we will have to return it. They also need to contact their school of nursing where they received their original license, Mm -hmm. LPN or RN, and have their official transcript sent directly from the school to the board via ground mail. We cannot at this time accept electronic transcripts. Okay, and isn't there some form of verification that has to happen to in an endorsement process? Yes. The licensee must be able to verify that they do indeed have a license in another state, in the original state. Some people may have multiple state licenses. What the Iowa Board of Nursing needs is verification of their original state of licensure, which does include the passing of the NCLEX exam. And we mentioned that system earlier. Yes, and that can be done through nurses. There is a $30 fee. It's all done online. If there are some states that aren't part of nurses, and so then they would work with their state board of nursing in that state of original licensure to send directly from that board to the Iowa board that verification of original licensure. You know, these are a lot of complex processes, so I just want to make sure that our audience knows everything we're talking about is available on the board's website under the category, the licensure heading, license renewals, endorsements, reactivations, etc. These very detailed instruction sheets are out there so people can get to them if they need them while they're working through their online endorsement process. Meg, is there anything else on endorsements that you'd like to point out before we move on to the next topic? It's important to know that the applicant does, as mentioned earlier, complete all their documents correctly and thoroughly. Mm -hmm. They read the instructions thoroughly. Mm -hmm. And they can monitor the status of their application on our website, again, at the IBON Online Services tab. There's a link for status of an application in process. We do encourage people to look there first before calling the board. As far as a time frame for processing, it is all dependent first on the applicant to submit all the required documents. And also, it's dependent on how many other applicants are applying at the same time, how many other documents we are processing at the same time. So there's times of year where an endorsement app might take longer than other times of year, especially when we're dealing with exam applicants. And that would be in May and in December. Those are some heavy times. Uh, April, May, and December are some heavy times where we have exam applicants and where an endorsement applicant application might take a little bit longer. Yes. If I'm hearing you correctly. Okay, Maggie, we're going to go on now to, unless you have something else to add, I th- we're going to go on to reactivation of licenses. We've talked through the process of renewal, endorsement, And sometimes if someone has not chosen to renew, they hit that 16th of the month following their birth month and their license goes to inactive status. That said, a whole new process happens when someone is in inactive status. So let's talk about what we call our reactivation process. Where can they find the online application? To complete the online application for reactivation, they would go to our website at nursing.iowa.gov 
under the IBON Online Services tab. They'd complete that application and they'd pay the fee at the end. The fee is $225 currently. Mm -hmm. Once that process is complete, there's immediate notification to send out a packet of information to the applicant at the address that they have put on their application. Within that packet will be two fingerprint cards, criminal history waiver form, some continued education information, and detailed instructions. And for reactivations, continuing education is required. Is that correct? Yes, it is. They must submit completion certificates for 36 contact hours within the last three years. So there's a very detailed list about what can be accepted for that continuing education. And then I just uh, wanted to briefly bring up, again, because I do have the continuing education experience on my side of the work, is that individuals who've been out of practice greater than five years, the board strongly recommends actually nurse refresher course. So if someone is considering coming back into the field after being out for a good amount of time, a nurse refresher course may be in order. Yeah. Okay. The fingerprint cards. I just want to bring that up briefly because that seems to be one of the things that might hang people up in their applications. And can you just say a couple of things that can go wrong with fingerprint cards where we would have to send them back to an applicant for them to be redone a second time? It isn't uncommon for the board to receive cards that There are blanks left open. There are blanks that are illegible. Uh, They may come to us bent. Most of the time, it's missing information. And it's on on the waiver form also, missing information. It's an Iowa Department of Criminal Investigation form, and all areas must be completed and accurately. And that is one where we need people to slow down, read carefully, print legibly, and then while they're in the presence of the sheriff's office or the police station where they're getting their fingerprints done to make sure that they've got a good set of cards. Yes. Okay, so the the fingerprint cards and then that criminal history background form. Let's just talk about that briefly too. This applies when we have new licenses, endorsement licenses, and here we are in reactivations. What about that criminal history form? What does it have on it that they need to pay attention to? Well, again, it's an Iowa Department of Criminal Investigation form that is required. And basically, it's giving the board permission to do the background check. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's information about uh, privacy on there. There are criminal offense questions. If somebody has had a criminal criminal offense in the past, does does that mean they won't get their license in Iowa? Not necessarily, but they do need to report everything, and then the board will review it. Okay. And so with that, that's a, a topic. We'll eventually have uh, an episode where we talk to our associate director of discipline and enforcement, and uh, he'll get into some of those topics a little bit more detail. But the things, again, on a reactivation form are, are the reactivation application is their online application. They pay the fee, and then that generates from us uh, a packet of information that comes back to the licensee. And that is their continuing education checklist, their fingerprint cards, their waiver form, and, and instructions, additional instructions. Is that right? Yes. So, so that it isn't a one day later, we're done process. This takes some time to get through. And is there a generally a time frame that, that those take too, Maggie? Or No uh, specific time frame. It's, it's 
It's just like any other application. It's very dependent on how many other people are applying at the same time, how many other documents we're processing at the same time, and really, most importantly, how quickly the applicant submits or has the documents submitted for them to the board, and they're done accurately and completely. Well, anything in the licensure process is a little bit of give and take and definitely a team effort to get it done. We can only do what we can do with what we have the information that's submitted to us. So it's really important for a nurse, especially in the reactivation process, to make sure everything is completed accordingly. And that continuing education checklist, again, does guide what they can use for the 36 contact hours of continuing education. All right, Maggie, so we've gone through a lot in this short amount of time. Uh, we have another one more topic that we're going to talk about before we wrap up. But is there anything you can think of in these three that we've that we've talked about, which re- our renewal, our endorsement, our reactivation that you want to just reiterate right now? I would like to add to the reactivation. There is also the ARNP reactivation. That's also a completed online application. The fee for the ARNP reactivation is eighty-one dollars. Mm-hmm. There is not a criminal history background check done for ARNPs. That is done at the RN level. Mm-hmm. But they do need to submit their current certification with effective dates um, for that reactivation application. We don't see a lot of reactivations, do we, in the ARMPs? Because ARMPs don't usually let their certifications go very often, do they? Not often, but it does happen. Our licensure topics we could spend days talking about, Maggie, but we're doing this abbreviated. So the final one that we're going to talk about today is our foreign educated nurses There is a process for individuals who are educated in countries outside of the United States, and they're going to sit for an exam in in America, in the United States. So let's talk about them. Yes. So this is a two-part process. Part one must be completed before moving on to part two. Part one includes the applicant must work with a company called CGFNS, and that stands for Commission on Graduates of Foreign Nursing Schools. Mm -hmm. That organization researches and determines if their education in that foreign country is equivalent to what Iowa requires. Mm -hmm. We receive a report from CGFNS that will tell us that. Also, they must, in most countries, do an English proficiency test, Mm -hmm. and those results also come through CGFNS directly to the board. The qualifications for a foreign educated nurse are that they must have been licensed in the country where they were educated. They must provide a social security number. If they're not able to do that, they must submit proof that they have a legal presence in the United States. Mm-hmm. So once that we the board has received all that information, then they can move, and, and it has all the information that is required. Mm-hmm. or shows that they are eligible for licensure in Iowa. Then they can move on to part two with an exam applicant by a foreign-educated nurse. It, now the process is the same for anyone who is applying for an exam. Okay, and the exam is the National Council of Licensure Exam. We get in the habit of calling it NCLEX and not everybody knows that. So the NCLEX is what they're trying to sit for. That's correct. And so instead of submitting a transcript, the CGFNS report is the so-called transcript. Okay. But they 
also must do a criminal history background check. Mm -hmm. So the board will send them two fingerprint cards, criminal history waiver form with detailed instructions. Those must be submitted along with already receiving the CGFNS report. All right. And the CGFNS report comes straight to us. That isn't something they bring to us. It's something that is sent to us directly. Yes. Just like the transcripts do on a regular license by exam. Yes. All right. Is there anything else on the exam for an educated nurses that you'd like to point out today? Once they've completed part one and part two, then the board approves them to test like we would any other exam applicant. They would take the NCLEX just like any other exam applicant anywhere there's a Pearson View site. They do need to register with Pearson View, pay the $200. So at, at the point in time we have the, the education verified, it's pretty much just like the other exam applicants. Yes. All right. And then... Then you might have nurses who've come, foreign educated nurses who've come to America and they are now, they've been in another state, they've been working in another state, and then they decide to endorse into Iowa. What does that look like? So again, with the foreign educated nurses who are applying by licensure, by endorsement, they must complete part one before moving to part two. We must receive the CGFNS report. And in some countries, most countries, they must do an English proficiency test, and we must receive the results of that through CGFNS. Mm -hmm. They also must meet the same qualifications as an exam applicant. They must have been licensed in the country they were educated. They must provide a Social Security number, and if they're not able to do that, they must submit proof that they have a legal presence in Iowa or the United States, excuse me, along with that CGFNS reports. All right. And it, as we've mentioned before with the other applications, all of these very detailed instructions, and again, that's been Maggie's expertise over the years she's worked for the board, is to give very specific instructions to people. So our podcast is gen- giving some general ideas about what happens in the process, but absolutely we encourage every license, every licensee applicant to go to the website nursing.iowa.gov to look up the instructions. They are so detailed and so helpful. Maggie, you and your staff have done a really good job on that. So is there anything else on endorsement instructions for a foreign educated nurse that you'd like to point out? Yes, once they've completed part one, they can move on to part two. And then it is just like anyone else applying by endorsement. The CGFNS report is considered the so-called transcript. Mm -hmm. They must submit the two fingerprint cards, criminal history waiver form that is sent to them once they complete part one. And we also must receive verification of original licensure in the state where they were originally licensed. And they do that verification through the national database or in states that don't use the national database, then they, they have to have the board send that verification from another state. Is that right? That is correct. Anything else on foreign educated nurses? Maggie, as you've worked through that process over the years, is there a certain hang-ups there that happen that we should help nurses understand? No different than any other application that does involve fingerprint cards and waivers, just submitting those correctly and thoroughly. And um, it's very dependent on the applicant as far as far as how quickly the application process takes place, mm-hmm. submitting those applications, submitting those required documents. So we have what we need for our files here. 
to accompany the online applications. Okay, Maggie, I want to just reiterate what we've covered today, which is renewal information for both the RN, LPN, and advanced practice nurses. We covered that. We talked about license by endorsement. We talked about reactivation of licenses and foreign educated nurses, both by exam and endorsement. Is there anything that you would like to add as we wrap up here today? I do believe I didn't mention that the endorsement fee is $169. And as far as the foreign educated applications, whether it be exam or endorsement, it is the same fee as someone who is not educated in a foreign country. Okay, good point. And always, as with anything else, fees could be subject to change. They haven't changed for many years in Iowa, but that is something that the board reviews every year. So depending upon when you hear this, those fees are applicable today as we record this. Uh, but it's always something that they would want to check online as they go through their renewal endorsement or exam process. So Maggie, I just want to thank you for your time and experience today as we discuss the very, very detailed process of licensure. I want to thank you again for all that you've done to make it a smoother process for Iowa nurses. And we just want to remind everyone the website is nursing.iowa.gov. That's N-U-R-S-I-N-G dot I-O-W-A dot G-O-V. And when we referred to IBON, that's short for Iowa Board of Nursing. So IBON online services at our board's website is where you would find all of these links, all of the things you need to do to renew, reactivate, or apply for exam at the Board of Nursing in Iowa. Thanks again to Maggie Schwark, Associate Director of Licensing for the Iowa Board of Nursing for her time today. You're welcome, and thank you for having me. You're listening to Nursing Sound Reports, a podcast offered by the Iowa Board of Nursing. Make sure you follow us on Apple, Google, Amazon, or Spotify, and our podcast is hosted on Podbean. Thanks for listening.